Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for our consideration today comes from the Gospel of John, returning to verse 12 of the 13th chapter. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. This is the word of the Lord. Imagine with me that it is the night that Jesus was betrayed. He and his disciples are in the upper room where the Passover is to be celebrated, and somebody had to take on the servant's role because their feet had to be washed before eating. Nobody moved. The one who moved, the one who moved would be the doormat, the fool, the loser. The one who moved would be the servant and would give up his claim to rule over the others. Finally, someone did move. Jesus took the towel and the bowl and began washing their feet one by one. He did the job of a slave. And so there could be no doubt about why he was doing this. He told them, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So, how well are you following Jesus' example? A couple sits in a counselor's office, arms folded, looking away from each other, saying nothing, because they know somebody has to speak. Somebody has to give in. But giving in means failure, admission of guilt, humiliation, and losing. Does any of that sound familiar? What are the ways we lack humility and look to control the action? You and I might think our little manipulations here and there are really no big deal, but they betray a much deeper problem in our hearts, the problem of being self-serving. 
Today, Jesus calls you not only to think about his action of humble service, but he calls you to be like him in every area of your life. But think of the power plays we engage in every day. Parent over child, spouse to spouse, single person with friends. Think of the people that you try to control. Think of how we try to massage things so that we can have it our way in what we plan. Do we really want to serve or be served? Seeing how far I fall short of being like Jesus, I need to change direction, to return to the Lord in sincerity, saying, Be merciful to me, a sinner. It is time for renewal. It is time for a whole new reorientation of the heart. Today, Jesus, the servant, bends down to wash you clean from sin. Jesus entered into slavery to set you free. He gave up his rights so that you could be elevated. This is the way Jesus saved you. It's the way of Christ. Therefore, it's the way of the Christian. What does that mean? It means that in your relationships, Jesus is calling you to serve others in love, doing what's best for them, not out of duty, not out of obligation, but willingly. It means if you're married, you submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, not keeping score, but forgiving each other from the heart, moving on always together. Members of St. Mark, it means, by the Holy Spirit's power, making your church a community of care a place where selfishness does not rule the day, a place where people actually serve others with the love of Jesus. Servanthood means imitating a God who kneels down to serve, a God who loves even to death, The power for this renewal, the ability to do this at all, will come to you again and again through Jesus as you search his word in daily devotions, as you reflect on what his baptism has brought to you, and as he gives himself to you at his table. That's precisely why our worship is often described as the divine service. The divine servant, Jesus, comes to you and me to serve us with his priceless gift. It is no coincidence that Jesus washed feet 
said, I'm setting an example for you, then took his disciples to the table where he said over the Passover elements, this is my body and blood given and shed for you. He showed them what to do and where to get the power to do it. Really quite extraordinary. Jesus served them himself. He acted as the household slave doing the most menial task and Jesus served them himself. At the festival table, he gave them what he said was his own body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. And what we call a Christian life is a matter of how you respond to being served by God. It really is true. When you approach the altar for the Lord's Supper, it is Jesus who bends down to serve you, to touch and forgive and strengthen and encourage you. Presidents don't do this. CEOs, billionaire executives, they don't do this. Only King Jesus comes with bowl and towel and bread and wine and we must let him. Remember Peter in today's reading? You're not going to wash my feet, Jesus. No way. Jesus says you have to let me or you have no part with me. So Peter then says, well then wash everything, Jesus. And that's what happens. The one who deserves all the glory, the one who deserves all the honor, all the acclaim, comes to serve us. And when he does, we can never be the same. A well-dressed, well-to-do woman from Europe had the opportunity to go on a safari in Africa. And one day, the touring group visited a leper colony. There she saw a nurse bending in the dust, tending to a person covered with sores. The heat was intense. The flies were buzzing as the nurse filled that person's infected wounds. And that well-to-do woman was so repulsed by this scene of suffering that the word slipped out, why? I wouldn't do that for all the money in the world. Without looking up from her work, the nurse replied, neither would I. Here, at Jesus' table, receive the life-changing love of the king who serves. He still serves us himself. And because he does, you and I can know the joy of a self-giving life. Let's pray.
heavenly bread, my life and benediction, this cup you give can take away each ill. Come and relieve my soul from all affliction, calm every sigh, until my heart is still. Amen.